Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to Believe in Badgers on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oakbridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always in the new year by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, happy new year, buddy. Happy new year. Hey, listen, I'm not going to lie. I am riding high on the Badgers right now. I know we lost. Everyone knows. But I'm pumped. I wore a different T-shirt that I got out from the bottom of the drawer. It's an Adidas. I know. I know we're not that. But, dude, for some reason, this was it was good luck. And we looked good. We can talk about it. But I'm just pumped for what I'm seeing and what I think, you know, the next couple seasons might be. I think that there is a whole lot of promise and a whole lot of good stuff to get into here in just a minute on a bowl edition of Monday morning fullback coming to you on a Tuesday. Before we get into it, want to remind you folks listening across the globe, across the universe that we are presented by betonline.ag where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at BetOnline. It's a new year. Still head on over to the Sable website, uh, betonline.ag and sign up. Register to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. If you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you know what we're about to do here. It's Monday morning fullback time. We are going to get into everything that we just saw transpire in the Badgers game. Uh, their bowl game from this weekend, the ReliQuest Bowl. I had to keep uh, working to not keep calling it the Outback Bowl. It doesn't matter. It's in the same stadium. It's down there in Tampa. Jake Cheney's hometown. Shout out to Jake Cheney. He had a nice game at the middle linebacker position. Uh, we do the good, the bad, and the ugly here. Uh, Burn, honestly, though, mostly good, even with a loss, mostly good. You alluded to it. I'll let you kick it off, Bernie. What what, what makes you oh, so you said kickoff. With the first yeah. kickoff, should have went out of bounds. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, God, that was I, I almost what lost it. There. We caught it off that bounds at the 13. Um, what a monumental mistake. But I think so. I let's start. Should we start with the bad or the good? Uh, the bad I mean, short. Yeah, the bad. OK, the bad and the ugly. Yeah, you can, you can go a little bit. Uh, I, I've yeah. got one bad. Okay. I've got one. I've got one. One. One series. I don't have bad. some tremendous ugly. I mean, the, to me, I don't have tremendous uglies. I think some of our old habits. First off, I think we corrected a lot of old habits. We looked much better in a lot of areas. Special teams need some help still. I mean, it wasn't fantastic. Didn't we have like a 13-yard punt? Yeah, it was really Yeah, bad. that was pretty there, bad. There was so, one really bad punt. 17 yards, that's well, what I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were some – so special teams to me is still not fantastic. And we still had some penalties that really hurt us. 
we had a holding penalty on um, uh, Anthony's catch that was like a 54 yarder. You know, those are back breaking things that happen. But but all in all, like, penalties didn't kill us. And I think the O-line play up until the very end was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I think they were – you know, I didn't I didn't love the f- the final drives play calling, um, but I didn't yeah. hate it as much as I hated Alabama's last play. So <laughs> that doesn't matter. They literally lost the game on a pathetic um, – uh, that was horrible. Okay, so so those are my uglies. They're not so bad. I, I, mean, I have one. Have I have one. Tr- yeah. I have one significant bad, and that is the complete and utter lack of a pass rush. It's not just that the Badgers had zero sacks; they had zero sacks. That's correct. I don't even know if they had like more than two or three pressures at all on forty-five passing attempts from Garrett Nussmeyer, and that to me is the concern. Be- I mean, th- there was you know just zero pass rush whatsoever it didn't matter who they were putting out there they had a whole bunch of guys out there there was an Aaron Witt sighting we haven't seen Aaron Witt in a couple of years he's finally back somewhat healthy hopefully he can contribute bigger time next season uh but you know our outside linebackers just and defensive linemen generated just a complete and utter lack of a pass rush and so that to Ooh. me is the biggest bad and the biggest concern that will need to be addressed going forward now we know we've brought we know they brought in two uh, pretty big time uh, outside linebackers from the portal and Leon Lowry and John Pius still that that is to me the biggest glaring issue that this team has at the moment. Well, when you when you look at pass protection. LSU did a good job of, did. of pass protection, and so did we. We had our backs in there. The backs were picking guys up. We had time to pass. That's when you see like. I don't say NFL caliber, but like they pick up the pass rush. That's what it looks like. Yes, yeah. we need dudes to win one on one, and they did not do that. I mean, to have zero sacks in a game is pretty brutal. We were, I thought we were, we made what's his name, Nussmeyer, Nussmeyer, Nussmeyer. We made him uncomfortable a lot, and he was rolling mm. out and getting out of the pocket. I think we did. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I need to look at some advanced stats from PFF on on that one. But I do. I mean, the fact that the Badgers had zero sacks, LSU had five sacks. That's you know, if you if it's eight yards per sack on average, that's forty yards of difference in a game that was you know decided effectively by one, what that was decided by one score. You know where that what was it? Uh, yes, there were. Oh, yeah, I just the, the sacks, especially there on that last drive. Yeah, those were tough. Well, the last drive to me was a. I didn't like any of the play calling on the last drive. I don't think any of us did. Right. So, I don't think I mean, did. and I would say a majority of those sacks happened in the second half. Okay. Enough of the bad. Let's get to the good, Bernie, because there is a <laughs> whole lot of good. There was a whole lot of good. The offense looked amazing. This was the offense we expected the entire year. I mean, they came out. The game plan was clear. We are no Braylon, no Chez. Uh, we're, we're just going to sling it around and see what happens. Will Pauling, Bryson Green, looking awesome at receiver. Will Pauling catching everything that comes near him. Bryson Green with a couple big catches. That that touchdown catch that Bryson Green had. Holy moly! He darn near mossed the defensive back that he was um, that he was catching against. I mean, there were some impressive, impressive plays in the past game. And that's what I expected this offense to look like from day one. And now it's 
day 13 game day 13 for this season they finally like were really throwing it around and seeing what they can do and bernie i have i i have uh my theories onto why this happened now but i'm curious why you think they finally really started to look like this well i'm so interested to hear your theories so i have some theories of my own first off let me go with my guy jackson Aker. looked awesome he looked like he lost 10 pounds and became he looks like a tailback now he just looked really good he made some great reads even when i slowed it down and i forced my wife to watch uh he really did a good job and i was impressed so here's what i'll say jackson Aker was a backup guy his pretty much his entire career when you know dudes are leaving right for me chad coons was a senior he graduated and he moved on when you know that these guys are gone and you're pretty much potentially the next dude in there things happen like you got to you got to light a fire up under your tushy and get going. And I think for Jackson, for Yacomelli, and for a lot of the wide receivers, dude, DK was not there. So you got to – Braylon's not there. So, hey, it's next up. Are you going to do it or you're not going to do it? And I think these guys got that fight in them to say, well, I'm going to be that guy. But I think dudes leaving makes them more competitive. It makes them think like I'm not the second guy. I can be the first guy. I'm going to work hard to be that guy. And I think the bowl practices helped a lot. And I was just excited to see a lot of new faces out there on the field. I also think, you know, the coaching staff had a lot of time to say, like, listen, we didn't win with the dudes that were here. And we're just going to put in guys that we think are going to help us next year. And I think we saw a bunch of new names, a bunch of names that haven't played a bunch. Um, and it was exciting. And also, um, what Tanner looked fantastic to me. Tanner looked great. And when you talk great. about guys that, you know, contributors in this game who are not going to be here next year, it was really just Tanner and Muma. And that's it. Like everyone else from this team that we, uh, and Fertney, Fertney, Fertney played the whole game at right guard. Uh, so really three guys. And to me, this offense clicked because of Jake Renfro. I was about to say that. That dude played awesome. Dude. Bernie, what has been my biggest complaint about the offense all season? The snaps and, and the, the snaps, snaps were crisp. How I'll good tell you were, what, that dude how made good were those everyone snaps? better. How good were those snaps? They were beautiful. That dude made everybody they better on the line. Lasers. And guess what? The timing was so much better. So much better. I swear to God, there are at least a half second well, and, better. And people were getting picked up. And people were getting picked up. And Renfro, holy Toledo, my goodness. He was, to me, the MVP of this game. Like, because, yes, okay, they, they, they gave up five sacks. But he was, allowed them to get in a rhythm offensively just from the jump. And you saw what a difference it made. So, Jake Renfro, to me, he's my MVP from this game. He was freaking Awesome. I love to see it. You guys know that I you know, could talk about offensive line all day. But like that to me, there was such a difference, such, such, such a difference. And between him, the, uh, you know, before he went out, Nelson actually played, was playing really, really well. He wasn't penalized. Now, I don't know the extent of the injury that he had, but Still, you know, he was playing really well, even when Rucci came in. Now, Rucci did give up a sack on that final drive, but, you know, I'm not necessarily attributing that to him because 
I think there were some issues with a little bit of play calling there on that final drive. Nonetheless, I thought overall, despite the five sacks, like I actually thought the offensive line played relatively well most of the game. Wide receivers played well. We didn't see, you know, the drops that plagued this team this year. I think there was one drop in this game, maybe two. So, you know, there I think there was a lot of of promise there moving forward. And I'm I'm really excited about the offense next year with Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback, who uh, you know, it if you know anything about Tyler Van Dyke, you know he can push it down the field. And we saw when they pushed it down the field this year in this game, you know, when Mordecai pushed it downfield, they were good. And it uh, it opened up running lanes underneath. It opened up some of those routes underneath for Bernie's new favorite player, Tretch Kekahua, uh, Huna, I should say, who, uh, you know, if you haven't before, you should go back and listen to the interview we did with Tretch uh, from this time last year after he committed. Really interesting kid, really good kid from Hawaii. Went and played at Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, the one of the probably five best high school programs in the country for his senior year of high school. Was a stud at Bishop Gorman, like was the best guy on that team that produces, you know, dozens of Division One football players every year. This is, uh, you know, he's a stud. I think that the wide receiver room is in great shape moving forward between Pauling and Green and Kakahuna and Vinny Anthony, who I've been clamoring for for a very long time. I love Vinny Anthony. We saw Quincy Burroughs get involved a little bit. This pass game in this wide receiver room, I think, can be a real you know, uh, benefit a real sort of uh, North Star for this team moving forward. One of the good, uh, I want to go on the defensive side of the ball burn. Hunter Wolder played another incredible game. Ricardo Hallman, another interception. And I think, you know, it's so big for this team that Hunter Wolder is going to come back and be, you know, the defensive leader for this team next season. Uh, Burn, I'm going to hand it back to you. I've been sucking up all the oxygen in the room. No, I no. Listen, dude, all your all your thoughts, I agree with. Um, I, Kekahuna, the guy was just open. Like you love a guy like that. He just was open. In a dude, this is a huge stage. This is LSU in a bowl game, a January one bowl game, and they played. I thought that the I, I'm at the wide receiver group is electric. It's exciting. I'm pumped for all the new talent we're gonna get in that tailback. I love that Jackson Acre looked fantastic. These things make me happy. I'm a Huge Renfro fan. When I saw him come in, I'm like, we're going to be good today because he knows what's going on. Yeah. And he was that guy at Cincinnati. And you knew he was going to be that guy here. He just had an injury. But the deep, listen to me, I liked the defense. I know they gave up yards, they gave up points. Uh, listen, this happens. However, we had nine plays, big plays, you call them 20 plus yards. We had nine. Yep. They had four. So, like, they beat us. We don't have the right guys yet. For some of these some of these places we need them. However, we didn't give up these huge, huge plays, and we had more. Usually you win with that. Um, I, I don't I think yeah. our DBs played fantastic. I thought they were out, I thought they played all over the field. They they were doing what they could do. But you have zero sacks, they gotta do a lot of work. They gotta do a lot, they gotta do a lot of work, and they're going against uh, you know, in the first half, both neighbors and Thomas. Thomas for the whole game. Thomas led the nation in touchdowns, and you saw that. I mean, he beat for Quran uh a couple times for touchdowns, but 
you know, I mean, what are you going to do? He, he led the nation in touchdowns for a reason. And those CBs are going to get better. They've got incoming freshmen who uh, might be the best group of cornerbacks ever to come into Wisconsin. I mean, you've got f- four stars. Emilio Ogard is a first team high school All-American. I mean, this is we don't see a lot of first team high school All-Americans. I mean, that is an elite of the elite. He's coming in mm-hmm. and I think he could be a day one starter opposite of Ricardo Hallman. Uh, but even also in the defensive backfield, Austin Brown playing his first game ever at nickel corner. I think he had eight tackles. He was really, he was everywhere in this game mm-hmm. and, you know, new position against a team that loves to throw to the guys in the slot. I thought he, you know, a, a comported himself very, very well in this contest. It's exciting to see what's going to happen with those D backs next year. Brown is more of a natural safety, but with Wooler and Latu coming back, you know, I, I think that we'll see him in the, the nickelback role as well as a third safety role. What uh, Coach Hitchler is going to end up doing with these guys is going to be really interesting. And it's going to, you know, be, you know, it, it's going to be fun just to see how they mix and match these guys. They add the new talent that's coming in on, you know, at the linebacker position, which is getting a complete uh, overhaul, you know, uh, from from this season. I think they'll only be basically three contributors back in the linebacker room between Peterson, Cheney, and Allegro. Uh, Allegro, the freshman, I think, you know, had as good of a true freshman season as you know better than probably anyone imagined he wasn't you know a big name recruit by any means but he came in and showed that he was both physically and mentally ready to compete at the highest level and he did that he was you know when he was on the field he was really good again uh he was really good again yesterday so i'm i'm very excited about you know the future there as well i think like you said burning despite the loss i mean there is a lot of positives here Attention athletes, do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, We support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team.
I'll, I'll tell you, so another positive for me is is the vision, right? Like we had this hype that was through the roof. And honestly, yeah, it, 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 we built this team up this year to be the, a national championship team. And um, we just weren't that caliber yet. But the vision of the coaches, I mean, dude, how many people woke up on January 1st? Not me the first time, long time, uh, hung over and saying, we're going to get our butts kicked. And literally that didn't happen against number 13 LSU, who's one of the best offenses in the nation, plays in the SEC, yada, 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 yada. And literally we played one of, I think, our best game of football, not all around because special teams, but our best game of football. We had a chance to win at the end. And, and I think the coaches put dudes, different dudes, in positions to win. I think the play calling was better up until the very end on offense. I'll, you know, I think we tried to do maybe a couple things that we just weren't prepared to do at the very end. But we've also not been in that position all year. So that, that's that's I just I think the vision of the coaches, where we're going, who we're going to go with, some of the players that stepped up in a bowl game against a a, a team that plays in the SEC, possibly a better team than us. Talent wise, that is okay. So first of all, if you haven't seen it, our guy Clint Cosgrove did a uh, a video yesterday live from Manaqua. He's out ice fishing, breaking down the game, and it was it's one of the most it's the most quintessentially piece of Wisconsin content that I have ever seen in my life. I retweeted <laughs> it over there. Go check it out on Twitter. It's over on YouTube as part of uh, I think John put it up on the Badger Blitz site. Go check that out. But Clint, we know Clint has as good a scouting eye as anyone in the nation. And I mean, listen to Clint. LSU has so much more talent, especially at the skill positions, than Wisconsin than than Wisconsin does. Because you just go look at the recruiting rankings over the last five years. You look at you know all sorts of this. how many of those guys are going to get drafted versus how many guys on this Wisconsin team are going to get drafted. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's apples and oranges almost, and yet. And yet, you know, Wisconsin hung in. I thought that, you know, one of the things that Coach Fick talked about all week was the GSF, you know, the give a bleep factor. And I thought you saw dudes out there who had that GSF, who had that give a bleep factor. Uh, A couple other guys I want to note. First of all, Kurt Neal, uh, freshman defensive tackle. He looked great. He blew up that uh, fourth and one run where he just he pushed. I think it was it was either a guard or a center. Just push him back three yards directly into the running back to make the running back, you know, to basically tackle the running back with the center. That's as good of a play from a nose guard as you're going to see. Like that was beautiful. That was, that was a work of art. He was working all game and Kamoy Latu, um, you know, he has been up and down this year between penalties. We've seen him get burnt uh, a couple times, you know, on, on passes. I thought he probably played his most complete game of the year. He was really locked in. He dislodged the ball from a couple guys on uh, in, in past defense. And, you know, he still brought the wood. He brings the wood as, uh, you know, between him and Wooler. I don't know if you've got a more hard hitting safety duo anywhere in the nation. So I think all of this bodes well for the team uh, going forward. Bernie, any final words here on this game before we, you know, take just a couple minutes and talk about the off season? No, I, I just think, you know, to me, it's a, a lot of positives, not many negatives, a lot more positives, a lot to work with, a lot to go out and say, Hey, listen, we competed our first year with LSU with dudes that we didn't even recruit. Like it's a, to me, it's a lot of um, 
a lot of positive feels when you come back, you know, January, whatever, 24th and start working out again. Yep. You know that I think we're going to ride high from this and I think we should. And I think some of the younger guys who played, you get those bowl practices and you saw guys compete. And I think it's, it's only a stepping point, right? Like at the end of the season, we were all a little down. I'm, I'm much more positive. I think the coach's vision, I think the players that played and the factor of caring more was important. And I think you saw guys come together finally after all this time to do it. Now, again, well, I guess we'll get into this, but to me, it's, you got transfer portal dudes. You had the quarterback from Miami. I forgot his name now. Was Tyler there on site. Van Dyke. So you got a lot of things happening. And it's it's a short period of time. Like we said last year, I thought it was a long period of time to get everyone, you know, on the same page. But now things got to be escalated in the offseason because it's not good enough anymore to go seven and five or eight and four, nine and three, whatever that is, it's not good enough. And we watched Michigan last night, beat Alabama and play a pretty good game. And we need to be, if we want to be that elite, it's going to take time. Let's not jump. I'm not jumping in like it's next year. Like I did last year. Cause I didn't manage my expectations. Like we all did. Bit. Like we all did. We, we, we all we, did. And I think we should we manage. Drink However, hard. I drink all the Kool-Aid. I didn't stop drinking all the Kool-Aid for like six months, but I do think, that what I saw from the bowl game and what I see the moves they're making and the guys they're signing, these are all positive, very positive steps to becoming a much better football team to where I think we compete with everyone next year. Yeah. Yep. I, I could talk about the offseason, Matt Perkins. Let's talk about the offseason, Matt Bernstein. The Badgers have hit the portal pretty hard you've got players coming in left and right they uh since we last talked burning it's uh it's since you know it was pre-christmas since we had a show you know they've landed a couple more Mm -hmm. guys uh at the linebacker position sebastian cheeks and um uh as well as uh the kid from northern iowa whose name is escaping me right now i'm sure someone will, will will drop it in the comments here in the video uh, on top of Lowry and Pius, like I mentioned, they've uh, you know they're going to be bringing in uh, Terrell Henry, who is a wide receiver from uh, Michigan State. On top of Tyler Van Dyke, who we've talked about, and the latest one is Tawi Walker, uh, the tailback from Oklahoma, who my Oklahoma friends tell me might have been the best tailback on that roster last year, just didn't get utilized very well. I think he is going to be someone who fits more what phil longo wants to do he is you know he is a uh he's a bowling ball type he and gideon atuka the incoming freshman running back have the similar short stocky build that is you know bowling ball-esque you know i think it's a you're, you're gonna see walker and atuka both be a little money ballish in the way that they run i i think to me that's probably the best comp Uh, that you can find uh, from the history of Wisconsin football. And I'm just, I am, I'm, I'm bullish, man. I'm, I'm bullish on the direction of the program. You know, am I, am I drinking too much Kool-Aid? Possibly. Um, But again, like I'm guilty of that. I'd rather be, I'd rather be excited than be down about it. So I'm going to choose to be positive about this and i'm just I, i'm excited about everything that's happening i'm excited about the offense 
I just I, I do worry about the pass rush. And if they're, they're going to take that next step, they have to be able to pressure the quarterback more because seven total pressures in 45 dropbacks isn't going to cut it in. Um, it just it simply it's not going to cut it. It's you not going to cut. They it. need to be a lot better. Right. So I think I mean, when you look at it, at least in today's game, you know, bringing in three or four running backs and five linebackers and all these things, you, it's not like a. everyone always said like you're recruiting on top of people. I think now it's important because you, there's so many injuries. Yes. You know, so many, you know, like there's just so many. I'm trying to think back, but guys, guys are getting hurt. I think the speed of the game is different. I think guys are getting hurt. I think they're too fast probably for their cleats, for their knees, for their, you know, the turf they're playing on. Um, and you see, like, at, look at the bowl game. Braylon is gone. Chez is hurt. Those are our two studs. Yeah. We, you need a third – our third string and fourth string guys are playing. So I don't, I don't want people to be like, oh, man, you're recruiting so many dudes. What's wrong? I think, I think the coaching staff is like, hey – we had a, we're always going to have injuries or people be, being hurt. I, I hate to say this, but in these specific places, and definitely running back is one of them. Yes, and definitely D line and and I would maybe not D line, but definitely linebackers. The guys who are playing extremely flash, making hard cuts and going side to side, those dudes get hurt a lot more than I would say normal, not normal, other people on the field. You got to have a good backup quarterback, as we saw this year. If you don't, we're in trouble. So I think you know, bringing guys in off of the portal and recruiting guys at the same time is so important. And if if it's a case for us, that running back room is so important to us. We got to bring in as much talent as possible to stack the room. You know, yes, having dude on top of dude on top of dude because there's going to be multiple times for people to play in a football game. And when somebody gets hurt, it can't be the end of our season. No, it can't. And, you know, when you look at those elite programs, I mean, they're not going to be like, oh, we, we've got a we've got a nice guy defensive tackle. We're not going to recruit another defensive tackle. No, that's that that that's silly. And, you know, everyone kind of has to earn their spot every year in the offseason if they are going to make a jump like we've seen you know a, a team like Georgia that went from a perennial eight or nine win team uh in the 2000s early 2010s to now being in the national title conversation every single year for the last five years they did that by upping the recruiting and just keep bringing in guys and stacking talent and I know it's like the most cliche thing to say at this point it was like stack talent stack talent stack talent well you gotta do it it's basically what it boils down to. You got to do it and you don't have much of a choice. So better is going to do that. The linebacker position, especially you're, we're going to see a lot of changes. I'm excited to see how that plays out in the three, three, five. Yeah. I think the one thing I'm I at least still a little bit concerned about only because I probably don't know anything really about it is a three, three, five, right? Mm -hmm. We're not, do, we haven't gotten a lot of pressures, our run fits have not been fantastic. They weren't they weren't horrible, but they weren't great. Um, I just think they're I just think LSU's running back was fantastic. But those are things that concern me in the offseason. However, we're getting all these dudes. And we're gonna try to lock it up. And maybe, you know, Tressel came in and was like, Well, I know these guys are have been playing for five years, but they didn't fit the they didn't fit, you know, exactly what they were doing. 
and then you saw a lot of new new faces. So I think um, I think we're going to tr- that's that's a, my concern is the front seven on the defense or front mm-hmm. six. Sorry, if I had to say any group is my biggest concern, I would say it's that. That's fair. I would agree with that, and also just how does Tyler Van Dyke look? How fast can he and Phil Longo get on the same page and you know, use those wide receivers to the best of their abilities? Because if they are able to, this offense has potential to score a whole crap ton of points. And you know, if you oh, uh, you know, just talk about talent they're bringing in. Uh, Rivals, uh, our friends over at Rivals do a comprehensive list, so they add together the both the recruiting class and the transfer class to you know create a, a composite ranking uh, or they call it a comprehensive team ranking because 247 i think has the has the tra- has the patent or the trademark on composite well they've got wisconsin as the number 16 team in terms of adding talent in the country this year that is way higher than we're used to way way higher you know positioned you know right behind usc and ahead of teams like missouri who is on an absolute bender right now uh, Clemson, Penn State, Florida, Texas A&M. I mean, you're you're hunting with the big boys now, and you know if they're going to compete with, uh, you know, let's face it, the reigning national champion next year will be a Big Ten team, whether it's Michigan or Washington. Those are both Big Ten teams now, so you know they got to compete with the best of the best every year. They got to compete with, uh, you know, Ohio State. They got to compete with your USC's and Oregon's and things like that. So. They're going to have to keep adding talent, bringing more talent in. And, you know, it's it, it's the way of the world in college football. And, you know, I think that there is a lot of room for growth, but I think that there is also a a lot of promise there as well. So, Burn, I'll get you out of here on, on some final thoughts. Final thoughts? I'm just positive, man. I'm happy. I, I, I think, uh, you know, watching the game, people are texting me. I got some texts like, are you watching this? A lot of things I'm like, Hey, are we losing already? Like this game started 30 minutes ago. My daughter wasn't going down for a nap. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, who is this team? Why are they scoring points? We have balls down the field. We're running for touchdowns. I'm like, man, we're intercepting the ball. We're, we're stopping people on defense. We're doing these things. I was shocked. And then I was like, this is exactly the team I expected. And there are a lot of new names where I was like, who's that guy? Is that Renfro out there? He looks good. You know, so for me, all those things make me very happy. They make me positive. I'm not getting on the 12-0 ship yet, although I usually am. I'm saying is from what I saw from the team from the last game to the bowl game, even though we lost, it's like we took 10 steps forward. And mm-hmm. I am thrilled with what we're doing, bringing in the guys we're bringing in. I thought the offensive play calling was great. I thought the line played well. It's like these things we haven't said on the show this year. Now we're going to see, I think, a huge increase in productivity from all of the guys. I think you had some dudes. I think you had some dudes that like didn't want to be there. Might not have been, you know, cup half full. I guess you got guys who are bought in, and Hunter Wallard said it, and he looks like a leader out there, and. Excites me, man. It excites me that you know the coaches are going out hardcore to get a quarterback. It just excites everything. Excites me for next season, and I'm just more sad that I have to wait to watch it. 
Well, the only thing, Bernie, that excites me more about next season is doing the show with you, baby. Uh, we, we This might be the off season, but that doesn't yeah. mean that we're stopping. We've got plenty more of fun guests coming up on the show. We've got, uh, you know, we're going to expand a little bit here in the off season. You know, try out a couple other sports. I think we're going to get some... Uh, some of the women from the volleyball team. We're going to be expanding out into some of the hockey teams as well. So we've got all sorts of big stuff planned here in 2024 on Believe in Badgers. So don't go anywhere. Make sure you are subscribing on YouTube, on your podcast player of choice or players of choice. The more places you download, the better we do. And we appreciate everyone liking, rating, reviewing, Give us five stars. Uh, you know, if you only give us four stars, I'm inclined to believe that you are a hater. Shout out to Bomani <laughs> Jones for that line. Uh, so until next time, this has been Believe in Badgers on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag and Oak Bridge Wealth Management. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.